I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, guys, this is the Victor Cruz Show, man. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. We are here, me and Paul Rivera, PR. We are in the building right now. Um, another show, Papa? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited about this show. There's a lot of material on this show. I'll say this. I don't, I don't know if people know like our process to the show and topics we have a process. We, cover. we have a well, process. Well, that's the whole point is that there is no process. <laughs> there is no process. On our way here in the car, we figure out what we're going to talk about, right? And as it is your show, The Victor Cruz Show, it's always about you know barbershop talk. It's current events. It's what's going on in the world, what's hot, and what's going on in your world, right? Mm-hmm. Um but there's so much shit going on in the world that we like. This may be the week we've had the most to pick from. Yep, 100%. By far. Right? And it's like we've By left far. stuff on the cutting room floor. It's not even close. That didn't make it. And I feel like Trump gives you a different sound by every day. Every day. So we got to pick from that. So, I mean, I want to get right into it. I don't know if you had a different Let's plan. Do it. Let's do it. Right into it. We don't got a lot of time. But yeah, I mean, New York Giants. Okay. Did and you watch? I mean, do I, you watch Giants the games? Crazy Talk thing to is, me. The crazy thing is, I don't. Not that I don't, but I haven't been able to watch Giants games, at least the first couple games, because I've just been out. They play at night. I'm flying here. I was in London, you know, one week. So it was just like off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but but this, it's not a like, oh, I don't watch not Giants games. It's like, yeah, games. I'm hating on the Giants. Gotcha. No, no, no. I'm, I'm fully in. Those are my guys. Gotcha. I'm going to ride with them. Okay. Um, so this game, I'm like, yo, I'm home. I got nothing to do. Jesus. Let me turn the TV on and watch my guys. See how they really look. See if this own four thing is like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I put the game on, and I'm watching it. And it's competitive. I don't think the Chargers are that good of a football team, but they got some spurts, and Keenan Allen had a lot of drops. It, you know, I work on NFL Network now, so this is my, I see this you. Is my analyst. I see you. you, feel I see me? you. I see Keenan you. Allen had a lot of drops. The, the running game impressed me. I mean, the, Melvin Gordon ran the ball very, very well. Mm-hmm. He hit Janoris Jenkins with this stiff arm, my G. <laughs> wow. Like the it, I lift weights, get right, off me, stuff. One thousand percent. We gotta find. I'm gonna find that clip and put it on uninterrupted, <laughs> um, so you guys can see that. And then I'm watching, and then I see Sterling Shepard go down with an ankle. Mm-hmm. Actually, prior to that, I see Dwayne Harris yep. like limp up out of the game, and he's out. And I'm like, yo, if anybody knows Dwayne Harris, like he's hurt all the time. He'll be back. Yeah, and nothing goes off because you're like, you know yeah, that's I mean? part of the game. You limp off, absolutely. Retape or whatnot, absolutely. Right. Okay. Boom, right after that next series, I see Sterling Shepard grab his ankle, go down. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I see him come back in. Like, he kind of came back out and tried to give it a go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, he's he's feeling good. He probably could give, you know, give this a whirl. No, didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. But th- that at least left me optimistic that he was somewhat okay. okay. If he could come back out, try to run on it, didn't work, cool. That means it's just swollen, it hurts. You'll probably miss a week, two, whatever. So he goes back to the locker room like that. That's two receivers down. And then Brandon Marshall, I see Brandon Marshall make a great one-handed grab, but I saw him buckle like on one of the steps that he took mm-hmm. going out of bounds. And then he goes down grabbing his ankle, and not only that, he's carted off. Ugh. And I'm like, the cart is never good if you right. can't walk right. off under your own power, under your own will. And even as a player, that goes to your head. You're like, well, get, get, get up, get up, up and walk and, off. Because right? you want to test it immediately. Yeah. Because okay. you want to know, either you know immediately if some, you hear something pop or you hear something like that. Okay. Or it's a sprang or a little twinge and you want to get up and like walk, especially your ankle. You know how your ankle, mm-hmm. you get up and you're like, okay, I can do this. But as a player, even if the injury isn't to you, it's to a teammate or an opposing teammate or an opposing team um, or player. When you see the cart, you're like, this isn't good. Whenever you see that guy bringing that trolley out there mm-hmm. in that cart, it's never good. It's either because it could be twofold. Majority of the time, it's never good. Mm-hmm. But the other end, you know, the, med- the medical staff probably doesn't want you to put any, pre- any more pressure on it. overly cautious. Especially if you're on the opposite end zone. and yep. They don't want you to just walk all the way across. They're just going to cart you, so you're good. But as a player, your mindset is you always want to be able to get up and walk off. 1,000%. Right. You always want to be able to get up and walk off under your own power. Right. Um, okay, so B. Marshall gets carded. B. Marshall's carded. Shepard's in the locker room. Dwayne Harris is in the lo- in the locker room, getting probably on the X-ray line. Mm-hmm. And then, 
last but not least, our brother Odell goes up for a pass, doesn't catch it. The defender doesn't know that, goes to pull him down awkwardly, fell awkwardly, landed under his leg and pretty, and broke his fibula. Like, did you know immediately? Did you immediately, know immediately it was immediately, bad? Immediately, immediately. Why? Because I saw the way he fell, and I saw the type of pain that he was in when it, you know, when they showed his face. I said, "That's that's not good." And he was holding the leg. He was holding the leg. No, he wanted no one else to touch that mm -hmm, leg. Mm -hmm. When you hold it and you're like, "I'm not moving this until y'all get a card out here mm -hmm. right now," <laughs> because yeah, there's I, nothing to check no, out. There's I nothing know to it. Just poke at. Nothing. We got to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go inside. You know what I saw? I saw. I didn't see the play. I didn't see the ankle immediately when it happened. Right? I obviously it happened super fast. Right? Yeah, I saw it in the replay. And it was one of those, if you're an athlete and you've had sprained ankles and things like that, you automatically look away. You're like, oh, God, I don't want to see I that. I cringe right? every single time. Right? Um, I'll tell you what I saw when I knew it was bad. And again, I didn't even see the ankle itself. I saw his expression, to your point. He was grabbing the leg. But it was almost, you know, and, and, and to bring it home, it reminded me of your injury somewhat a couple years ago where it was like, yes, there was pain of the injury. But the disappointment and the emotion was about, you know it's bad. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even, he's upset, ow, I'm in pain, I'm holding my ankle, this hurts so much, I'm getting emotional. It's, fuck, I know what this means. Mm -hmm. That's what I, like, did you see that? Did you know 100%. immediately as soon as you saw it? 100%, like, because not only, there's so much that goes through your mind. You're like, okay, I'm done for the year. That's the first thing you think about. Then, and I'm talking about, you think about this as you're laying there on the ground. So on the ground, you're thinking this. On the ground, I'm thinking this. Wow, I'm out. This is, I'm, I try to move it. It doesn't work. I'm out for the year. I know that. Wow. Off rip. Wow. And, and how? Because how do you know it's that bad? Because you hear something in your body go. <laughs> to put it plain and simple, you feel internally your body just sends these shock waves through your entire body and you automatically know. So. You're thinking first First things first is like my season's done. This is while you're on the while ground. While I'm on the ground, you automatically know, okay, this year's over. Mm. Secondly, um, I'm going to have to have surgery. What is that going to look like? I've never had this type of surgery before. What's the rehab? How long will I be out? So, so that, that brings me to, to a question I wanted to ask you. I, I've said this before, right? I think... Us as fans, right? Mm -hmm. Not you as a player, you guys as players. Us as fans, we think about what we see at face value, right? Like a player gets traded. You're like, oh, cool. He'll be in, you know, Sacramento mm -hmm. on Wednesday when he plays. No one thinks like, well, shit, like, does he have kids? How old are his kids? Is he taking them out of school? Mm -hmm. Do they stay there and he goes? Does he have a house? Does he have to sell it? Does... No one thinks you guys are real humans and have real shit, life shit to exactly. deal with, right? 100%. So... I wanted to talk about that when an injury happens, right? And I know it's not the best conversations any athlete wants to talk about, but when we see it on television or even live, if we happen to be in an arena or a stadium, it's like, oh, damn, he's hurt. He went to the back. I hope he's okay. Okay, was it? did we get the first down or not? Who's in for him? And you kind of keep going. Keep and going. you wait for the report. Oh, man, he's out for the year. That sucks. Can you walk us through? Because, again, unfortunately, you've been through this. Can you walk us through when you just gave us a first-person kind of insight into what you're thinking when you're on the field. Mm -hmm. What happens when you get caught, when you get put on that cart? What happens? What's the trainer saying? Is the trainer with you? What's he saying to you? You go into the tunnel. We don't see anymore. Can you walk us through step by step? It's all depending on the injury. So let's say Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. So you see his injury. You automatically knew it was bad. I'm sure they diagnosed it immediately right, right there when they were on the field. So you go from... That cart that they drive you out of into an ambulance. Oh wow! They already they take all your things off in the ambulance. Someone, you just gotta pray or hope that you know someone of your family members are at the stadium so they can get all your clothes and all your belongings. Or obviously someone in the staff will mm -hmm. gather. You're good. Now, now you get carted off. Is a doctor and a team doctor with you and a trainer? Absolutely. Okay. Trainer. And trust me, it's Odell. If they could fit John Mara in the ambulance, <laughs> he's going in the he's ambulance too. Now, is family already back there waiting for you? Can they get down there quick enough? I'm sure. Once the, I'm sure once they see you down and then they okay. see like in an ordinate amount of time that something's triggering they're in them, they're down. already down. Okay. Yeah, they're already coming. Okay. 
Um, and if not, they'll wait. Like, they'll wait for you. Who you with? They're like, is anybody at the game? Yeah, my mom's here. Okay, we'll wait for her okay. type thing. At this point, someone's texting. Is he okay? Whatever. Exactly. Okay. okay. So you go straight to the hospital. I didn't know that. I always thought you go to the locker room and there's a machine there Mm-mm. or some shit. Like, Mm-mm. You go straight to the hospital. From the cart to the ambulance. From the cart to the ambulance. Wow. Okay. Especially if it's there. In my case, there was an ambulance on that side that had to come it's around. Philadelphia. I'm surprised they had an ambulance. A thousand percent. Period. I'm sure Neither it was there. next to the prison cell they have in their <laughs> stadium as well. Um so I had to be in the locker room for like 10 minutes. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm panicking back there because I just don't know. I, I'm like, somebody yeah. tell me I could play football I'm again. Sure, yeah. Somebody tell me Hell something. Yeah. It's just four doctors yeah. at the at my feet talking. Yes. Somebody holler at me. Right, right, somebody right. holler at I'm me. I'm right here, Please, guys. Bro. I'm right here. And then they gave me drugs and like whatever. Um, so you go to the hospital and then immediately they start, you know, you go for MRI, you go for an X-ray, you talk to, you know, they put you in the, in the holding room. Doctor comes in and says, "Hey, we looked at your X-ray. Here's what you have, and we're gonna do surgery right away. Like Wait, as soon all as all this happens, right there, within 24 hours, you are having surgery. Wow, 100. percent That's not my experience when I go to the hospital. When I go <laughs> yeah. to the hospital. Are you in an air cast for yeah, two weeks? I, I have like the gown on with my ass out. <laughs> I'm waiting in the area, in the waiting area for like four and a half hours. Like the dude with the toothache is going before oh me and shit like gosh. that. That's not the experience I have. <laughs> now, are you thinking all along what you're saying is before the doctors even tell you, hey, this is exactly what you have. As an athlete, you kind of know we're in trouble a little bit here. 100%. You hear something in your body. Your body tells you. Either you hear it, which I'm sure he did. I'm sure you heard some type of loud clank or pop or something that let him know something isn't right. And the minute you hear that, it's your body automatically goes into like this instant emotional shocking state that like, wow, I just heard something in my body snap and I've never heard something like that before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So automatically you tell yourself, okay, what's, what is it exactly? You know, why, why did this happen? You, are, you just start to go through the play and then they bring you to the back and start to inform you on, look, this is what happened. This is what you broke. This is how you broke it. And then here's how we fix it. So, like in Odell, in Odell's case, he already had surgery, right? This happened on Sunday. He had surgery Monday, I think. Yep, he probably had surgery Monday, Tuesday, max. And talk to me a little bit. Like, what's your what's your psyche going through that, man? Because here's the thing, right? It's like it's the perfect storm because you guys are the best in the business of what you do. You have to think of yourselves as superheroes, as being invincible, right? That's just the edge mm-hmm. that you guys have to play with. Yep. Um, and in a lot of cases, I think in your case as well. Besides a little sprained ankle or you know a broken finger or something like that that you can kind of play through or maybe miss a week or whatever the case is, you guys have never been injured. You've been hurt, never injured. Exactly. What's your mindset when you're like shit? Like a, I can't play football. I don't even. I've never not played football all my life. Mm-hmm. And b, am I ever going to be as good as that? Like, is that all that shit going through your head? One hundred percent. Especially, especially when it's a lower body injury. You're just like mm-hmm. man. It, I know I'm going to work my ass off. I know I'm going to be 10 times better than what I was before, at least physically, because I'm going to work. You know what I mean? Thank, thank you, Alex, for the cha-cha matcha. It's so, so, absolutely. You, gotta, you just got to stir it. So, we're, so we're trying to be better on the Victor Cruz show. Yep. Normally, uh, this we, is fantastic. Uh, Shout out to Chacha Matcha. <laughs> Even the presentation. Look at this. Yeah. How beautiful is this cup? Hey, normally our cups, our glasses are filled with 1942. That's uh, that's just him, guys, not me. I don't drink. And, you know, this time I figured I was going to go with a little green juice, and I figured my brother uh, in arms would go with the green juice as well. And he, What did you order? This is a, a this is a matcha chai. Am I right, Alex? A matcha chai? Matcha chai. I don't even know who you are anymore. From a man. place called Chacha Matcha. <laughs> did you think 10 years ago you were on the block in Patterson that you'd be ordering Chacha Mize? Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Oh, man. So, um, so, but you were saying, um, all this like career, am I going to be the same? Mm-hmm. All, all these thoughts run through your head. They right run, they run through right? your brain because that th- this is what you are. This is what personifies us. This is what our, this is what we feel like we were born to do is play this game. This is what our identities are. Is this game? Yeah, we may do things off the field. Yeah, we may be you know, known for Nike and sneakers and fashion and. But this is what gave us that. So this is our identity. And once our identity has been changed or switched or taken, if you will, by injury or whatever the case may be, 
we start to think about, will I ever have this again? Will my identity be taken from me or will I be okay? Which brings me to the next topic, question, very related that I really wanted to talk about today. <laughs> oh, boy. So we've just talked about how... This, this matcha chai is amazing. Yeah, bro. yeah. We've just talked about how um, Harris went down, correct? Dwayne Harris, yes. Dwayne Harris went down. Um, Shep went down, at least for a couple of weeks, they're saying. Sterling you know, Shepard, Hopefully yes. he comes back quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Odell obviously went down and is done for the season. Mm-hmm. And B. Marshall's done for the season. I think people were a little shocked to hear that when he announced it the day after. A little shocked, yes. Right? He's done I, for the as was I. All right. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the Giants offense um, starts three wide receivers and a tight end, correct? Yes. Okay. So their three starting wide receivers are out with injury. Two of them for the season, one of them who knows how long, mm-hmm. right? Correct. And then I believe the fourth wide out and the punt returner, right? That was Harris. He's out as well. For the season. For the season. Yes. By definition, I mean, the Giants really don't even have a receiving corpse. No. Okay. They do not. So hold that thought for a second. I'll say this, and this is the last time I want to mention it on this show or on your show, period. The day you got hurt in Philadelphia two years, going on three years ago now, I'm guessing, right? A while ago? Yes. Yep. 2014. Wow. It was a long time ago. long time ago already. My phone was breakdancing in my pocket. It was like people calling, people texting, people asking me if I saw it, people asking me if I've talked to you. Do I know if you're okay? It was going crazy. This weekend, it was damn near just as close. My phone going Jeez. crazy. And it was no no disrespect to those guys. Those guys, some of them, you know all of them. I know a couple mm-hmm, of them, great mm-hmm. guys. Um, it, none of those calls that came into my phone were asking how those guys were. And I think part of it was because we knew, to your point, that yep. they weren't good. Yep. Every single one of those calls, text messages, emails, tweets, Instagram tags, <laughs> was Vic's getting a phone call from the Giants. Then I go to Twitter, and the fan outcry, I don't know if you've seen it or felt it or heard it, has been... Unreal. Crazy, Unreal. Right? It's been. I don't. Maybe I've never seen anything like this for a team. For a team, literally tagging the the, the organization and being like, "Hey, Vic and Victor Cruz, and this is this." And, and the fans cases, got right? their foot so heavy on the right, like, necks like, like, right now. because it makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you need receivers. There are you need anything, right? You need anything. You need receivers. You need um, people that are ready that can play right away. Um. I don't think I would hope the Giants haven't given up on the season. They feel they're just trying to write the ship. They're trying to get a win. Start right? with that. Let's start with a start win with and then we'll see what we we'll, can do. Yeah, right? Exactly. My point is they don't have the luxury of saying, you know, we're gonna run the wishbone. <laughs> they need receivers, <laughs> right? That's their system. Yo, they ended the game the other day with three tight ends and a receiver, and they were in a two minute drill. And I and I saw it and I saw one of the I'm not gonna say who it was, one of the tight ends knew the offense about as well as I do. <laughs> and he was just out there like, I'm just going to hit someone or I'm going to just run and just, maybe I'm open, maybe I'm not. Just tell me if right? I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. go really fast. Totally fine. Have you gotten a phone call from the New York Football Giants? I have not gotten a phone call from the New York Football Giants. Did you expect a phone call or do you expect a phone call from the New York Football Giants? Did I expect a phone call? Sure, yes. Obviously, just, you know, it's common sense. Mm-hmm. Did you see Coach McAdoo's quote when they asked him? Because, again, it's been so front and center. Like, it's just like Stevie Wonder could see it. Mm-hmm. When they were asking about the wideouts, and I think he was saying they're going to bring someone from the practice squad and look at other names and f- try to figure something out and whatever, and they were still kind of doing, going through that process. A reporter asked him about your name and was like, hey, Victor Cruz, did you see what his answer was? Yeah, I believe he said something along the lines of, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. he's not an option. Mm-hmm. But never option say, right now. He's not an option right now. Yep. But never say never. What was your reaction to seeing that quote? Um, indifferent. I mean, it was, you know, I knew that was the, you know, the kind of nice way to, to go about it or the correct way, if you will, mm-hmm. the... The, for the for the PR point of it, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it made sense. I mean, obviously, they're gonna go and look through their in- own organization and see what they can muster up. Um, but I don't know, man. It, it almost feels like too 
too much of an obvious thing to not not to bring me back, not to give me at least a phone call to see what I even look like. You know what I'm saying? That you know what's it's funny. I um I'm obviously jaded and biased, you know, a little bit or a lot um because of our relationship, but to me the most shocking thing wasn't even that it was like, "Hey, Victor Cruz, here's a contract and you know, no one's wearing your number 80 and you're here and blah, 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 blah and here's the game plan. The most shocking for me, and again, up to this moment, because who knows, mm-hmm. right? Up to this moment, the shocking thing to me has been that they didn't call and say, we're going to bring you in for a workout and let's see what you have. Let's see if you still have it. Let's see if you can help us. Let's mm-hmm. see if um, you don't have it. That to me was the most shocking. And I think for me... Was that? Do you agree with that? That I agree. he's not a workout. And does that 100%. does it work like that? Do they bring guys in? Some yeah. guys they bring in, and you get signed. Some guys they bring in, and say we want to take a look at you. Absolutely, right. So and then you might get signed after they take a look at you, right? Or, or not? Or they may bring you in and say, "Hey, it didn't work out." They may exactly. bring in four wideouts, and yep. we're going to sign one or two of them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, to me, and again, this is me, PR, not Victor saying this. To me, it almost felt disrespectful for what you've done. In your history with the New York Giants um, mm-hmm. and how you've held that franchise um, and represented them. I think for me, I thought to myself, does this happen with Coach Coughlin here? And again, this is PR saying this. And I think some of it has to do with it being a new coach and probably not that connectiveness to the history mm-hmm. of. But a lot of it is on if the GM wants a guy here, it doesn't they override everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so obviously it's a, it's a collaborative. I, I'm sure they consult with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the GM or ownership says, let's go get this guy, it's it's a done deal. We just got to make it work. So I saw I saw a couple of reports and something actually bothered me. I normally, you know, I've, I've grown very thick skin. You have to grow. You have to grow thick skin when you have friends and family that are professional athletes, especially when you go out to see them play, um, because the shit you hear. The shit you hear in the stands, people talking about. Of course, it's stuff they would never say to your face. But of course. You, but you got to just eat it, and you can't say anything, yep, right? Yep. So very few things bother me. Um, but I read in a couple of, I don't know if it was tweets on social media or whether it was blogs or whatever, wherever I read it. I read that um, people were trying to attribute the reason you have not gotten a call from the Giants, up to this point at least, again, mm-hmm. Was because you had made some negative, allegedly made some negative remarks with the judge. Did you hear that? Did you see that anywhere? I've seen that. Right? Once. I've seen that sprinkled and, around. And, and it bothered me because I know that's not the case. Exactly. I know you've never said the Giants sabotaged your career. Never. You know, you've never said Eli was guilty of whatever case he may have been. Exactly. Um, and I think people have just taken that and run with it. You know, I think people at this point are trying to make sense of why. And just trying to grab anything right? out. The well, sky. it must be this. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Because, in a way, if you flip that, because that's the only thing that makes sense. Exactly. Because nothing else makes sense. Nothing else makes sense. It's like, it can't just be, it, there has to be a reason. I've been literally thinking to myself of reasons why they wouldn't, mm-hmm. and I can't think of any. You haven't come up with anything? Not one. Do you think you could help the 2017-2018 football Giants? 1,000%. 1,000%. Are you hopeful you get a phone call from the New York Giants? I absolutely am. And how's that work? They call your agent. Does your call agent my, reach out to that? Like, how's that normally? My work? agent reaches out to. I have a call with my agent after this. After we record this show. Okay. And he reaches out to all thirty-two teams. Okay. On Mondays and Tuesdays. Monday okay. by call, by phone form, and Tuesday by email. Okay. So um, I have a call with him today to see if he spoke. I know. And the Giants are one of those teams. And I know right? he spoke to them Sunday after the game. Okay. And they told him that they were going to assess their injuries and see exactly where they are and get back to him. So I'd imagine by now he's had at least a conversation with them. Okay. And I'll call him and see what he says and see where we net out. Well, I'm hopeful. A as. By the way, can I just paint a can I paint a picture for you real quick? Talk to me. Could you imagine if I get a phone call from the New York Giants Mm -hmm. and I go back out there wearing the number eighty in blue? Mm And I get in that end zone one more time. <laughs> Do you understand, P? It, it won't even. I can already hear the deafening screams from the crowd by by this already. I can hear it. Well, I do know that you've written a book already, 
and, I have. and there's a documentary. It's a New York Times bestseller. Right? If you go to Barnes and Nobles, I'm sure they still got a couple copies. <laughs> you have a documentary, I Am Giant, right? On Showtime, Showtime, executive produced by LeBron James. I think that if if this is to happen, it may need another book, another doc, because because there's a different oh, chapter. This is a different chapter. I mean, this is. It is. I'll say this. I think good people, good things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. You're one of the better people I know, and I will say that. God doesn't make any mistakes, and if it's in the cards and it's meant to be, it'll be. Yeah. Um, but one thing I know about you, and I actually just saw you posted it, I think yesterday or today I saw it. You're still working out. You're still in top shape. Yep. Um, you and I are similar build, give or take. Not even know, close. 20, 25 pounds. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't say not even close, but um, you'd say not even close? Yeah, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got the phone call, you're ready. I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm ready to go. Love it. Speaking of ready to go, your favorite part of the show. Okay, what we got? Talk to me. We got a sponsor. Sponsor time? <laughs> we got a sponsor. What we got? Sir. What we got this time? We have one of your favorites, the good folks at Thursday Boot Company. Thursday Boot? <laughs> My guys. Question. Question. Do you prefer clunky work boots or delicate fashion boots? Cheap boots that fall apart after a few wears or $400 boots that'll get you through the winter months? Well, here's something you might not know. There's another option. Thursday Boot Company is a three-year-old bootstrap startup that has been shaking up the industry by selling really high-quality boots direct-to-consumer at unbeatable prices. And Thursday boots are made with that versatility in mind, durable enough to take a serious beating and sophisticated enough to clean up for a date. Plus, they're crafted using quality materials in the same North American manufacturing facilities as the heritage brands your parents and grandparents wore. With prices starting at $149, plus free shipping and returns, which is always great, Thursday boots are hands down the best buy this season. And with their clean, timeless design and durability, they'll keep you standing confident for years to come. So head over to ThursdayBoots.com and use the code FREESHIPTODAY. That's two, like the number, and day to have a pair on your doorstep by this Thursday. Shout out to the good folks at ThursdayBoots.com for keeping the lights on here at the Victor Cruz Show. Yo, shout out to Thursday Boots. We appreciate y'all being a part of this show. Um, Thursday Boots, man, make sure you put in that that code and go get your pair. I will say this. I'm waiting for the weather to break here in New York so I can wear it's some boots. Summer's like, not going anywhere, like the, Papa. I mean, you're walking around. There's people. We're recording this show uh, October. What's the date today? October 11th. We're in New One York. One month away from my right? birthday, by the way. Exactly a month. Mm-hmm. We're in New York, and there's people outside in shorts and t-shirts. It's insane. So, insane. Speaking of insane. Let's transition properly speaking here. Speaking of insane. Let's transition properly. I've been in the game of sports 30 years, whether playing, in the business of it, around it. Something happened this week that... Not only have I never seen, and at this point in my career, there's not many things I can say I haven't seen. Something happened this week that I have never seen (laughs) and is hands down by far the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I mean, from the commentary to the actual act, (laughs) just all of it together to the the place where the act was taking place to where he was. So... For those of you that have been under a rock, um, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to like be a part of the National Football League. I, I don't even have anything to say about like. The, go ahead, man. You got to the, the Miami Dolphins, who we love as an organization, front office is a one class acts. Um, the Miami, the Miami Dolphins organization's O line coach, right? Offensive line coach. Yes, offensive line coach. Offensive line coach. <laughs> You can't even. I can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can't even say was recorded. He said, "Hey, baby, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking about you right now, and I got meetings in a few minutes. But this is what I'm doing. Yo, you can't. Here's what. Here's what's really. It's not like someone even taped him doing something inappropriate. He taped himself. It was a selfie. He taped himself. He did a video selfie of himself doing what." We can now say seem like lines of cocaine. The best part of all of this is ESPN kept saying white substance. 
an alleged like, white can y'all substance. Say cocaine, please. Can y'all stop playing? Yes, a it's white, cocaine. A white substance. You're then right. he says, "Baby, those are just big chunks yeah. falling out of my nose, baby. I'm gonna go back and get those." So, so, what? Uh, so the what happened was is the Miami Dolphins now ex Miami Dolphins, former right offensive line coach, recorded himself snorting lines of cocaine. And he's speaking and looking into the camera as he's doing it to a young lady, right? And he's telling her how he misses her and wants to see her and that he's just going to do these lines right before he goes into meetings, which can only be interpreted as like team meetings. 1,000%. Right? That's where he's going. He's going to coach his players. High as the light bill. (laughs) (laughs) High as the Miami Dolphin facility light bill. So he sends it to the the young lady, whoever she is, and she posts it on Facebook, of course. She's a lovely young stripper from Miami, Florida, Jesus by the way. Christ. A lovely, I don't know her personally, but oh my God. from what I hear, I gather, she's a lovely pole uh, aficionado, <laughs> if you will. I can't even believe, like, why, why? So, so I'm trying to, I mean, look, there's just so much with this. It's like, okay, first of all, you probably you shouldn't start? be doing cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what started. As an NFL coach. Yeah. And not to mention, a well-respected NFL yeah, coach. He was like 20 make, years. He was making $3 million a year. Come on, I didn't even know that. And it just came out reportedly after that he was $650,000 in debt. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm going to let you say it. Yeah, yeah I see where exactly. he was in debt. Like. Strippers and blow. <laughs> that's what's, that's oh what's eating him up. God. That's what's eating his pockets. He sends it to the lady, the young lady. Wow. She posts it. I mean, you shouldn't be doing cocaine. You shouldn't po- You shouldn't be doing cocaine at work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's in his office. You know? Right before meetings. Wow, and man. And you shouldn't be sending videos of yourself doing cocaine And my strippers. thing is, this is another thing. This is another example of a of a guy who has reached an age where social media wasn't there for him and doesn't mm, know he could point. have done this on Snapchat and sent it to her and there's no evidence. That's a great point. Unless she like screenshots your phone, whatever. He made it easy for her. He laid it up. He recorded. He went to the camera app on his phone, the camera that comes with your phone, and video recorded himself <laughs> sniffing coke, snorting coke. I, I will. I will say this, and again, <clears throat> full disclosure. You know the front office. Of the Miami Dolphins are friends of the show, friends of both you and I. Um, total class organization. I don't know if you saw the statement they released where mm-hmm. it was like, hey, obviously, you know, he's not employed with us anymore, but we're going to support him. Sent him to rehab, I believe. You know, like, so it wasn't a, hey, he effed up, you're out of here, and, you know, throw dirt on him. On a completely separate note. Talk to me. Did you hear the policy that the Miami Dolphins have just put in play? No. They put in play a kickoff policy or, or a national anthem policy. Okay. Whereas if you are not going to come out and stand for the anthem, okay. it's either basically it's either you come out here and stand for the anthem or you stay in the locker room and wait for the anthem to be over and then you come out. When you say policy as in like a rule like this is what needs to be followed or else. That's usually what policies are. Or else. Pretty <clears> much. <throat> The Miami Dolphins did this? 1,000%. I, I am hearing rumors or, or rumblings, and this is perfect segue into our next guy. I think yep. he kicked it off, right? Perfect. Um, that teams, wherever, I'll use air quotes, wherever they're getting this pressure from, maybe the highest of highest mm-hmm. offices, mm-hmm. that they need to implement these processes, processes, whatever, Um because they don't want to alienate fans and it's hurting business or whatever the case may be. At the forefront of that has been Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you see the statement he came out with? I think we talked about it last we show briefly. I, gave, I, I, I cut his it. mic off yes, last you did. time. Yes, you did. And because he, I, of these comments. And he clearly didn't like that because he doubled down. And he doubled <laughs> down. He came out and said it again. Yes, he doubled down. And basically he said any employee of the Dallas Cowboys that disrespects America and the flag and his interpretation of disrespecting the flag is kneeling, or one of the interpretations is kneeling, will be benched? Is that what he said? You will not play. You will not play. You will not play for the Dallas Cowboys. For that, I'd imagine for that respective game or for whatever the case may be, but he basically said if you kneel for this national anthem, you will not Mm -hmm. play, which just goes to the whole notion of how NFL players are viewed and how they can ju- the, it, the owners can just say, hey, boy, pretty much, mm. 
you're going to do as I say, or you're not going to play this game that you love. What do you say to the people that say, Jerry Jones is the owner of a company. He mm-hmm. owns the Dallas Cowboys, and the players are employees. And if I work at McDonald's, there's rules I need to follow as well. What do you say to those people that say that someone like Jerry Jones or any other owner, not to single him out, I think he's been the most, he's been at the forefront of it, say it's their right to put these policies in place for their employees? I, I guess it's because I have a problem that if, if you're going to put in a policy, all the owners put it in together. All of you mm-hmm. have a meeting, discuss it. And put it in together. Don't do it individually. This rule wasn't made up years ago. Y'all wasn't thinking about this national anthem stuff until people started taking knees. And now you want to employ more rules for us? Mm-hmm. You want to put in new policies for us to stand to tell us to stand when the NFL rule book doesn't doesn't say anything about the national anthem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say anything in the NFL rule book, but your team specifically is gonna create a policy for us to to force us to stand. I, you know what I'm saying? It's it's interesting because I mean it, I mean it, it just this would be the perfect time for Dak Prescott. I was just going to that for Des Bryant, for Ezekiel Elliott, for Jason Witten, mm-hmm. for whoever. Yeah, let's be clear. It's not just black athletes. No, 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 no. It's 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 all of us. Right? Yes, it's humans. It's right. human beings. Yep. If those guys took a knee during the national anthem, you would not sit those guys out. Yeah, I mean, what's Jerry Jones do if those guys you just mentioned kneel? You make a statement after the game and hope you win. <laughs> That's what it is. I, I feel he. I, I, look, you you peel all this back. I think the biggest issue is what makes this country great is, I mean, a lot of things, but it's having the right of freedom of speech. Yeah. I don't got to agree with how you view the world. I don't got to agree with your religion. I don't got to agree with any of that, but that's the beauty. People get killed in other countries for that. 100%. Oh, you believe in this? We kill you. We kill you Literally. for that. Yeah. Oh, you want, oh, you want to protest against uh, our dictator or mm-hmm. our person in power? You get killed. Yo, there's certain places that if you, if a man finds his woman cheating on them, that He'll cut your hand off. Like he'll like in DR, they're not playing around. Let me know where that is. Just make sure I, that's Don't. not on my vacation list. <laughs> make sure I stay far away from that island. No, but I mean in, in all Not that that's legal no, or anything. Like, no. Let's be clear. But like no, but extreme it, measures are taken. In all you know seriousness, that's what makes in this country countries. that's what makes this country great. Exactly. And you're taking something that is at the core of what the flag stands for, freedom of speech. Whether you agree with it or not, I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to say I like that someone's taking a knee. I, but I have to respect that that's how they've chosen exactly. to bring awareness to something. My biggest issue in all this Neil shit mm-hmm. is people have a selective memory and people have either forgotten or chosen to forget or don't know. Collins Kaepernick's first game protesting... Do you remember this game? I do. He yep. did. He didn't even kneel. Mm-mm. He sat on the bench. Yep. During the national anthem, and then he went. I don't know if it was the next week or two weeks later. He met with a Green Beret, a, a military veteran, yep. a decorated military veteran, and they met privately. And what came out of that meeting was the the military vet, which I think may have been a Green Beret or a SEAL. Don't quote me. Told Colin, "Hey, I understand what you're doing, and I respect it, but it can be seen as disrespectful." What we do, military vets, when yeah. we go to visit the graves of some of our fallen comrades and soldiers, we kneel at their grave. Yeah. You can Google this. This is You can Google this. It's quoted. He's come out and said it. Yeah. Maybe you can still get your point across, but show some more respect to the flag and kneel during the national anthem. Exactly. That next week, Colin Kaepernick came out and kneeled. Mm-hmm. So for all the people, including our president, saying... It's disrespectful to the flag. It's disrespectful to the soldiers, to the soldiers that have died, to people that fight for freedoms and all that stuff. That's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because the knee actually came from military veterans. Exactly. So when you start hearing of owners, which that word alone bothers me. Yeah. Owners saying, hey, you're not allowed to take a knee. Yep. Wait, what? I'm you're, putting in yeah. a policy Yeah, here. you're not allowed. If that's what you're going to do, go sit in the locker room. Crazy. That starts not to feel so great. And and I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're starting to see fallout from it even outside or off the field. I mean, Jameel Hill, 
Jamil Hill, yeah. Right, you familiar with what's going on with her? She got suspended. So what? I I saw that, but I didn't look deep into it. Yeah. What was it? Because they said she violated social media policies. Yeah. So so which by the way, it just came out that ESPN. This is just what I read. Um, ESPN has not updated the social media policy since 2011. So what could she have violated social media? Right. So social media was barely a thing. I I don't even know. Right. Exactly. So that's one. when Jerry Jones came out with his comment of, you know, if anyone kneels, you know, they'll be benched or not play or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. um, everyone was saying that what you just said, Dak and, and you know, Dez and Witten and all these guys should take a knee. And, and she had a very interesting perspective on it. And she was sticking up for the players. She said, yes, that's one option, but don't put all that pressure on them. Yeah. You, you're you as a fan are sitting at home and saying they should do this, they should do that. What are you doing exactly to back them? Very so you true. know what? Maybe you shouldn't watch. If you're that appalled, don't watch. Mm-hmm. If you're that appalled, write a letter to one of the sponsors. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what'll get people's attention. And they didn't like that. They didn't like when she started talking sponsors. No, 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 Poppy. No, 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 no. Ratings are already this Maybach don't pay for itself. You seen the screen in Dallas? That's big, Poppy. That's a lot of electricity. (laughs) Got to get booties in these seats. (laughs) No, 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 no way. That's crazy. They suspended her. I saw that two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. So, but again, it gets to. I'm telling you, it's a very slippery slope because now we're saying we're suspending Jameel Hill because she said something we didn't like. On social media. She said something we didn't like. She didn't call anyone anything. She didn't say anything. That's crazy. They didn't like that. So you're starting to get to a place where it's like you can't say certain things. That's you a slippery can, can, slope, yeah, it's man. Ve- it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like my fear in all of this, to be completely honest with you, is this world is getting, not to get too political, this world is getting so crazy like so crazy that every day there's something new. Every day the president has said something crazy. This person's done something. It's just everyone's this, on edge, it's man. So, it's just so crazy though. For the next headline. But it's also become Vic that it's like this shit's becoming normal. So mm-hmm. if I tell you Jamil Hill got suspended, you're like not you, but anyone's like, oh okay, she got suspended. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it's crazy. crazy that she Especially got for the reasoning that it's she crazy. got suspended. It's it's crazy. And ESPN's you know they need to be careful that they don't back themselves into a corner. Someone said, I saw it trending on, on Twitter the other day, when the suspension came out, they said, oh, we get it. ESPN wants black faces, but not black voices. Wow. All right? So we want, yes, we want to be connected to culture, mm-hmm. and we want to do all this, and we want to be hip, and we want their following. Stuff. Yeah. But we don't want them to speak on stuff that's yeah, not don't right talk. to them. No, 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 no. You, you hear, these are your talking points. Don't, yeah. don't talk about sponsors. Don't talk about the league. Don't talk mm-hmm. about... And it's just getting to a very slippery slope of... You know what's acceptable, what's right, what makes this country this country, and and, and freedom of speech is <clears throat> at the top of that list. It's the First Amendment, and I'm so happy you said that, freedom of speech, because that transitions into this next. Yeah, because th- my guy right here, his freedom of speech is so crazy <laughs> last night. <laughs> Eminem, yo, Eminem is such a problem for that verse, and <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest, and I think uh, I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna blast PR on this one, but I think you said it in our chat, <laughs> mm-hmm. it wasn't. The lyrical genius right. that Eminem is, it was just like I got something to say about yep. one person, yep. and I don't care what this sounds like. I don't care if it's the hottest metaphor. I don't care. Yep. Y'all gonna get this real, these real life bars for me. And for me, that's why it was incredible. I loved it. For man. me, it's why I think we'll look back twenty years from now and look back at that moment and be like, wow, you know, because he used his platform. Yep. For again, what we're talking about is this country is one of the best, if not the best country in the world. Of freedom of speech, of being able to speak your mind, and he used that platform and said some real shit. Exactly. It wasn't about, you know, my roly spins and mm-hmm. I got them maybe six and then like No, it was none of that. It was like, yo, we have real issues. And then took a hard stance. If you're my fans and you're his fan and you can't decide, I'll make, I'll make it same. easy for you. Don't be my fan. Yeah. That affects his bottom line. That affects his pocket. That affects you know what I'm saying. Like 100. Seeing him and do he that didn't t- care about at it all. See, and you and you know what? I believed every every single, single word. word he said. M has never come out and said something that we didn't believe or something that wasn't true about his life or something that wasn't. You know what I mean? I mean, he's always had these metaphors that were crazy, but when he gave you that real, you know, dear Stan, and mm-hmm. gave you that real talk, mm-hmm. it was always real life shit. And it felt different from from the jump where. If, 
I wasn't sure if it was part of like the skit or whatnot, but like mm-hmm. even at the beginning, it's like where it was like like you could tell it, it felt different. Yeah, it wasn't it was just different bars. Energy. It wasn't like you know, I'm it was different. and you could tell. You know how you could tell it was different. His homies in the background. Like, oh. They was in the back like <laughs> they're like this, when, this motherfucker he, really did it. He, he really told said. us not to smile <laughs> the whole time. He's like, I'm I think they were shocked. Like, oh, I thought he was kidding. He really went through with oh, it. Oh, he really did it. I thought that was just some bars he was mm-hmm. spitting to us in the, mm-hmm. in the dressing room mm-hmm. or wherever we are. No, he went in. He came out and said it, man. He went in and, I, and you know I think Braun tweeted one of the lines, and I mm-hmm. think like you know um, Steve Stout and Irv got you know the cultures kind of rallied you know, around. Yeah, him. absolutely. And I think I just think it's important, man, that. Whether you agree with him or not, or agree with anyone else's stance, I think it's important to be able to recognize the things that make this country great and recognize that, like, yo, he has that right. And I think he took that platform, primetime platform, and went all the way in. All the way. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. There's another guy I want to mention on that. that. Did you watch all all of the ciphers? No, I didn't watch all of them. So there's a guy who's my guy, and his name's Cy High the Prince. What's his name? Yep, I'm going to say it a little slower for you. Sci High the Prince. He was signed to good music, or still is signed to good okay. music, at least to my understanding. And he had one of the best freestyles I've heard in a very long time on that show. Really? Obviously, it was all, you know, overshadowed with Eminem. Right, and he right. That's stole all, right. the show, right, obviously. He's but if you go back and listen, just, just, just a tidbit. We're not getting into this. This wasn't a talking uh-huh. point. But Sci High had one of the... He said a line where... He said, I'm on the plane. It was after a line. He goes, I'm on the plane with my Negroes. Why you think I'm wearing jet black? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a line right there. Oh, let me bring this back. Let me start this over. <laughs> so shout out to my guy, Sai High, man. He he uh, he bodied that thing. I got a line for you. Talk to me. Not a Miami Dolphins offensive line line. Jesus. But I have a line. Too soon, <laughs> I have a line for you. Mm-hmm. And I quote, I just think it's funny to hear a girl Jesus. talk about routes. What did you think when you heard that? Ouch. And, because Cam, I and knew- Cam Newton, just to give a little context, Cam Newton, I'm sure everyone's heard it by now, but Cam Newton said this in a press conference he was having right now. Yeah, and this is, you know, this is obviously like, what, two weeks old now, yeah. almost. But we hadn't talked about it. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna get blown up crazy mm-hmm. because I knew where he was coming from. He is a male that plays a male sport <clears throat> around males all day, every day. Whether it's coaching staff or whether it's a teammate or whether it's a you know, a front office member, men. And they talk about routes all day, every day. So to hear a woman say something about a route or something about, you know, the physicality of a route, it's just you know, different to hear. It's a, something that you're not comfortable hearing from a woman's voice. That's it. That's all he was saying. But obviously they made it seem like it was, you know, he was belittling women, like women shouldn't be in there talking about football at all. And I don't think that was the case. But obviously the word choice is what got him in trouble. He just has to understand that in this day and age, as we've spoken about before, everyone's on edge. Everyone is waiting for the next headline, for something to happen. So now, especially after what we found out later about this reporter, you don't know if reporters are out here asking you questions to even bait you right. yep. to say a headline. Yep. Obviously, they always want the headline. They're always going to ask you questions and take whatever you say and make that the headline. But now they know how crazy and volatile this world is from a media perspective. They're just, at now they may even ask questions to provoke certain types of responses to create headlines. You know I, what I'm saying? I couldn't agree more, and I'll tell you this. I didn't think it was that big a deal when I first saw it. <laughs> me I don't either. know if that makes me a bad person. And that's not to say, I, I, I agree with you in that I'm not saying I didn't think it was going to become a big deal because I knew immediately it was. Immediately. <clears throat> but I didn't think it was a big deal because I didn't think 
he was trying to belittle or trying to make fun of or trying to minimize the facial anyone. expressions didn't help either. But here's the thing: he was in an honest moment, like, "Oh, that's just funny to me." Like, but he hit him you with know? the, <laughs> you know, that wasn't good. It's, I'll, I'll say this: we, you know, we were discussing it on our group chat, and I said the only mistake I think he did was when this started bubbling because it started bubbling immediately. Mm-hmm. He should have came out on one of his social media platforms and been like, "Hey, knock it off, guys! I didn't mean anything negative by it. She's obviously a respected reporter. You I own up. took a question, but and apparently whatever. she and, came up to him. And afterwards. if I offended someone, I apologize. Exactly. Quick, done, done. But you let it bubble. It becomes a story. It's a lead story here. It's all this, and now it's like, you know, a yogurt company dropped him. You know, whatever one of his sponsors dropped him, or whatever the case may be. I just think we're living in such a sensitive time. To your point, that it is. Um, it's scary, man. It's scary. You're afraid to say the wrong thing. You're afraid to um, say something that may be misinterpreted. Um, but speaking of being afraid of saying the wrong thing or speaking of speaking. Yep. Definitely my favorite part of the show, although I'm a oh, little we're going nervous. to the next segment. Okay. Although I'm a little nervous. Where are we going? Week. Cut his mic off. Oh, it's cut your mic down. Yeah. <laughs> right now. And Victor's in the studio stretching right now. By oh the way. man. So. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this portion of the show <laughs> is brought to you by the great folks um at the Victor Cruz <laughs> Enterprises. <laughs> Nowhere else. Hey, no so, new sponsors. And so we're clear. I say this all the time. I have no clue who's mic you're cutting no off. No idea. We never talk about this. We just talk about where in the show it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whose mic you're gonna cut off. And like we've said, I there's can't plenty wait to, to pick cut from. This mic off. I might even this is this this one hits home for me, oh. to be honest. The floor is yours. So this portion of the show is called Cut His Mic Off. It's a portion of the show for the new the new listeners here is for myself or PR if he has, you know, it's all it's not just always me. Um, but it's someone that may have talked reckless or may have said something or done something, um, you know, out there in the world in the stratosphere that may have rubbed me the wrong way or made me, you know, feel a certain way. So with this week's uh, version of Cut His Mic Off, I want to cut the mic of Nelly. Oh, um, Nelly was just recently reported, and there's video to prove that he was uh, caught in underage rape allegations. Jesus. Are you familiar with this, P? Have you heard this story uh, already? Not in detail, but not I know detail. there was a charge. I know there was... Okay. Um, so he was on stage. I'm going to bring you to the video. He's on stage, and he has, I want to say, an eight-year-old on st- female. Wait, he's on stage, like, performing? Performing. Okay. And he's on stage, and he has an eight-year-old, I, I would assume. anywhere from She's anywhere from seven to 11 years old. And he's talking to her, and he's saying... By the way, I have a, a, a number calling my phone right now from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Jerry Jones. It might be Jerry. <laughs> I was like, I heard that. I heard <laughs> John. My bad. Okay, good. So he's on stage. He's on stage. Nelly, on stage. And he's looking at this young woman, this young girl, this little girl. And he's like, are you afraid? Are you are you having a good time? You having fun? But like talking really awkwardly and we're talking really close to her with the microphone, no less. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, it's important to like your teachers. Do you like your teachers in school? And she's like nodding yes. He's like, you know, it's very important to like your teachers. And he's as he's talking to her, he's walking closer and closer to the stage. I guess he went and got her from the back, from mm-hmm. the side, and they're walking closer and closer to the stage as he's asking these questions. She gets to the front of the stage. He goes, okay, hold my glasses. Takes his sunglasses off. And begins to sing to her. Um, it's the uh, it's the Garth Brooks song. Is this the song he? It's like the country song he did. Wait, but you're saying she's eight years old. Eight years old. Video to prove it. I saw him, and he does this at every show. So this is just the one that someone reported and was like, "This is funny." Okay. And he begins to sing to her when he takes her glass off. She's holding his glasses. He begins to be roughly six inches from her face, singing to her while twirling her hair. Nelly, you're disgusting. Nelly, that is nasty. Nelly, I have a five-year-old daughter, mm. and if I even see you even remotely do that to anyone of that age, let alone my child, I will be incarcerated because I would do things that are probably not very legal in this country. There's video of this? There's video of this video, I can show you. And this is something he's done in other shows? This is something well? I, apparently is a routine at his show. Part of the part of the show is where he brings in a girl. Why a child? Though? I have no idea. Why are children at Nelly concerts? Where are the parents? That's my issue. Once he began, first of all, the questions were weird that he's asking her. Are you afraid? Do you like your teachers in school? 
are you uh, uh you know it's important to like your teachers to you know to like your teachers while you're in school this is what he's saying to this little girl on stage it's bizarre to me bizarre and then he came out and said oh i'm going to fight these charges blah 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 why look at this they have clear cut evidence i mean i don't know what you did physically mm-hmm. i can't speak on that mm-hmm. But those are the allegations, and the video that I've seen points every finger towards these allegations being correct. And here I thought when you were cutting his mic off that you were cutting his mic off because of the allegations. This has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that he came out and said, I'm going to fight this, which is probably from a PR perspective what you're supposed to say to try and save whatever you're trying to save. But that video, fam, is disgusting, and like you need help for real, for real. Ugh. Crazy. Ugh. Yeah, well, that's but that's that. Nelly, your mic is cut off probably for a while. I don't think anyone was listening to Nelly. Well, his anyway. mic's been cut yeah, off. Yeah, it's been cut off for a while. When Flo Rida came in and took his host. Don't, swag, don't, was, don't. Uh, I don't, mean, don't you it is what it is. Oh, this okay. is real. Okay. This is real. So Shout out to Flo Rida. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> things you never thought you'd hear on the Victor <laughs> Cruz show. <laughs> before we get out of <laughs> get out of here, um, this is one of the most exciting times of the year for me, and I know for you as well. Halloween? No, that very much. I love Halloween. Are you dress for, you dress up for Halloween? My daughter's five now. Yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's getting dress real. Yeah. I think I have to be a vampire. But I just told her, can I go capeless? A Puerto wanna... Rican vampire? You know what? what, what let's get to the next topic. <laughs> We're not doing that. Hey, favorite time of the year, NBA season's right around Right around the, the bend. Corner, right around the bend. What are you excited about? I'm excited about uh, LeBron James' new look calves mm. and what they look like which, and how which, they're going to play. D-Rose look good. Which biases aside... Might be the deepest team in the NBA. I think it's the deepest team in the NBA. I didn't say best. There you go. Think deep, though. Their Balls. second unit, when everyone's healthy. Who's the second unit? Talk to me. The second unit is D-Rose. Who's the starting unit? Let's walk the well, fans through. Well, right now, the starting unit is JR. I mean, I'm sorry. It's Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Dwayne Wade. Yep. LeBron. Uh, Jake Crawford from uh, Boston oh, playing the four. four. And Lovey playing and the five. Love playing the five. They're going small ball from the door. Ooh. Okay, they're going okay. small from the okay. door, right? Okay. So that means your second unit is... I like Jay Crowder guarding yes, Draymond floor. Green. Yes, yes. And he can shoot it. He can spread the floor. He locks up. Yes. Okay, okay. I like that. It's a very, very... Very underrated. Uh, yes, very, very underrated, underrated Like pickup. I'm yep. telling you, he's going to be very Important. big for them. And he was big for uh, he's big for Toronto. 100%. Huge. 100%. No, for Boston. For Boston, for Boston I like. Yeah. For, you're talking I about the other guy with the dreads. <laughs> McCray or whatever. Because they got dreads and no man should have dreads in 2017. Neither here nor there. Um, hopefully they edit that out. Uh, <laughs> um, the second unit, so keep in mind, we haven't even mentioned Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Isaiah. Right? So when Isaiah comes back, he mm-hmm. steps into the starting lineup. And then D. Rose goes to the second, second unit. D. Rose. Ooh, okay. J.R. Smith. You have Jeff Green. Jeff Green. You have Corver. You have Cal Tristan. Ooh. You have Shump. I haven't even mentioned Shump. Shump was the sixth man last year. Valid. Right? Offer so now he becomes, like, so that second unit now Keep in mind, they're going up against other second units. Yep. So now guys that didn't get shots, like JR didn't get a lot of shots last oh, he's year. he's going to be The pulling. offense probably runs through him, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, So I think they have the deepest team, which what a lot of people don't realize is it leads to other things. It means maybe someone like LeBron, instead of playing 36 minutes a game, can play 32 minutes a game. And that goes a long huge, way. Once you, once you start to be 31, two. You, start to, you shave three, four minutes off a game off someone – that's games at the yep. end of the season. Yep, 100%. That's like sitting three, four games, you know. 100%. So, so I'm real excited about them. Speaking of Jeff Green, did you see his dunk the other day, bro. That dunk was so vicious. I love the crowd. I, the bench reaction is always always better than the dunk. That lets too. you know it's real because they 1, see it day in and day out. And yep. when they get excited, it gets real. He had a flashback. Yo, he he climbed the ladder yeah, too, no, no. lefty. It was one of those he got the contact and still went higher. It went higher, boom! And I was like, and then he Whoa. just looked at the bench. You know that was crazy. With the back pedal, uh, I love the back. That was pedal. incredible. I mean, I don't know if you saw. I mean, because they were playing like at some odd time, like three seventeen in the morning. Yo, by the way, if Lonzo Ball doesn't start this season because of his ankle injury, I'm gonna be disappointed. Like I need him ready to rock and roll when this season starts. He's got to come out here firing. How about this? this is what I'm gonna say. I have never put a mandate or a policy on this show because <laughs> it's your show. I am not discussing his name until is he, that what we're doing? he either balls out, okay, or is a bust. Okay, I think he's got way too I much hype around that. him already, right? That. And it's like hasn't done that. anything yet. But that's my point. Don't don't. Not that I'm saying he's milking anything. I don't know his body. Every, everyone's body's different. Mm-hmm. But tight. 
dudes in the hood used to get spring ankles all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and my mans used to tie up them sneakers just a little bit tight and go back out there and get right. I mean, speaking of sneakers, I think my biggest issue with him is he has a shoe and he doesn't play in yeah, it all the time. Yeah, you hate that. That bothers that me. Come on, yeah. dog. Like, if you have a shoe and you're charging an insane amount of money for it and you want kids to buy and you're saying it's this and all that. You better play in that shoe. That's because the shoe was was made in Santa Monica. And in <laughs> Chino so, Hills yeah. or wherever that from. I don't even know where that is. And the rubber, the glue is melting <laughs> off every every time he crosses over from left to from left to right. Hey, you and I, you and I always talk about the disparity in um NFL and NBA. Did you see uh, Joel First Embiid? of all, the equivalent of playing 31 games and getting $148 million is like me playing eight games in the NFL, going for a, whatever, 1,000 yards in eight games. Not even. 800 yards in eight <laughs> games and getting a maximum, con- an, an Antonio Brown type of contract. Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers. Insane, yo. You got five years, 140, 148. 148? So, ba- I mean, basically, I was never great at math, 30 million a year. Seems pretty accurate. Hasn't played more than 31 games. 31 games. Out of an 82-game season. And he's been in the league how many years? Three, four? Three? three? Doesn't matter. Three years. He's supposed to have played over 300 games now. Hey, $30 million a year. God bless, man. <laughs> God bless. I hope by all accounts he's a God great kid. So nah, I, he's I a hope. good dude. It's, it's, nothing to, it's nothing against him. He seems to have fun all the time. You see him dancing, smiling. He literally, for the times he did play, I'm not going to front, P, he lifted those Philadelphia Sixer teams, like, you know, physically with his play, mm-hmm. emotionally with his play, and provided a spark while he was out there. So I'm not negating his talent level, but I'm just saying I would wish these players had to do more to warrant this type of money. Because if the NFL players were able to get this type of money, and I'm not saying every player got to get 140, just cap us down. Maybe no player in the league should make less than three million, mm-hmm. two million. Mm-hmm. Like these are things y'all are making this tenfold as ownership. Why can't these guys be compensated for the amount of hard work that they put in on a daily basis to play this game and to carry it over? Because we're the ones that make the game, not the owners. Mm-hmm. You got your one Jerry Jones and like a couple owners sprinkled around that like make headlines and and can fill a stadium. But yeah, but no one's, no one no goes one's coming to, to, see to see Jerry Jones. At all. People coming to see Dak and those guys play football. And but, but let me ask you this then, Vic, and this wasn't, you know, we're, we're about to get up out of here, yeah. but you bring up a great point. It's why is that the difference? I know the NBA Players Association is a very strong union, and I know they fight. I know they've had, like, the, the marquee players in the mm-hmm. league have been, you know, I think CP may be president now. I think LeBron was VP and Melo, you know. Um, does the, can the can the players, NFL players, galvanize? Can the union take this up? Can there be a conversation? Like, I know there's been lockouts in the NBA. Like, what, what can get that to change, in your opinion? I think there has to be a conversation. I, I think, first of all, with, with the NFLPA, we don't know what they do. We don't know what they're talking about. The, the average guy on an, on, on an NFL team doesn't know when these meetings are being had. When is DeMarie oh, Smith wow. going to Roger Goodell's office? If they're talking, when are they talking? What are going to be his talking points when he speaks to him? We have a right to know all of this. We don't get any it's of your that information. Li- it's your lives. Mm-hmm. It's your lives. This is our careers, our professions that not only affect us, but it's our duty as NFL athletes to – Take care of the people after us, too, that mm-hmm. come into this league and make sure it stays intact and it's, it keeps its integrity. Because right now, the integrity of the NFL is slowly fading. Mm. and On a couple of fronts. On a couple of fronts. Yep. Whether it's injuries that got fans terrified. Yo, you know how many parents I run into? Yo, I, I, I don't want to let my son even watch football, let alone play it. Because these replays of... Imagine playing that replay for, from Odell's injury oh to an eight-year-old that just started watching football a year ago. No, 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 like, no, no. what? He's never going to want to play again. No, no, he's no, like, no, this no, could happen no, to me? No, no, I'm straight. And I'm he's a, the best. And he's the best. Him. Imagine me. Yes. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and pick up this uh, this good old baseball and be stationary and play catch <laughs> for a little while. Yeah, I've just, you know, I, I'm at a space, and before we get out of here, I'm, I'm in a space where um, I just think... When I go speak at schools and I speak to kids, I always kind of say the same thing. It's like, let's get this thing out of the way immediately. And and there's no 
rescue boat mm-hmm. coming to save you. Mm-mm. Okay? And the quicker you realize that, the better off you'll be. And that applies to everything. So NFL contracts aren't magically going to get better. Mm-hmm. Players don't figure it out and galvanize and kind of get the union together and whatever the case is. That's not just going to magically happen. The owners aren't going to say, you know what? You guys left some money on the table. No Let's way. Let's do this, right? They're going to And that applies right to everything. That applies to like, you know, and shit you're doing, you know, you have your foundation. Mm-hmm. It's raising money for the victims of Puerto Rico. So I forget about them. You know, but it's like you need to be an active participant in your own rescue. And I think, you know, what this presidency has brought to, to the forefront has been, oh, we can't depend on them to get it, to done, get it done for us anymore. Mm-mm. We can't depend on them to save us. We can't depend on them to figure it out. And it was funny. I was having a conversation with somebody at this dinner. I went and met the, this is where I kind of gloat on P a little bit. I, kind, I met the, C, the new CEO of Equinox at a dinner last night. I didn't know there was an old CEO, but no big deal. Just... Uh, my ears are always to the streets. That's that's where me and you differ, my guy. <laughs> so, and I'm having a conversation with my guy that pretty much runs the CFDA, and he says to me, "Man, it feels like we have to do it all ourselves now. We have to mm. come together because, like you said, no one else is going to do it for us. We have to come together as people, as a union, as you know, people that want this world to be a better place for our kids." Mm-hmm. Because they're going to grow up in this and be like, wow, what did y'all leave us? How did y'all do this? Mm -hmm. So it feels, you can feel like the people coming together on this and starting to, and starting to feel like we can galvanize and, and make this work and change this country ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I mean, love wins. And when you have that much love into what people want to do and to better this country, it's only going to leave, you know, you can only land on positivity. You can't land on anything less than that. And I think that's the perfect way to close this show. Can't think of a better way. Thank you guys for always tuning into the Victor Cruz Show. And one last thing. Where can they donate again to uh, your foundation? You can go to uh, all the information is on my social. It's all in the the bio on the website. Or you can go to Victor Cruz Foundation. We have more information on that that there as well. I'm still trying to get to Puerto Rico. um, Just raising enough funds to go there with supplies and just gathering material. So... We're still working, Puerto Rico. Don't uh, we haven't forgotten, of course. Perfect. And hopefully, we can't do a show next week because you're somewhere with pads on. Hopefully, man. Um, hopefully, in blue, it, we're in the number eighty. If it's in uh, God's plan, um, could you imagine me back in that end zone? I actually could. Insane. No All right, let's close Take the show. Home. Take us home. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all. Victor Cruz show, another great episode in the books. Uh, see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.